Well, my friends, here we are again, Thomas Sunday. Good old doubting Thomas. Thomas could be the patron saint of most, or at least many, modern people. Thomas was reported to have been a twin, and it is possible he was an identical twin. As such, he would have known all about mistaken identity. He would have known how easy it is to be wrong about something, even when we see it with our own eyes. He couldn't take the disciples' word about having seen Jesus alive. He needed proof. He needed to be sure. Jesus says to Thomas, Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet come to believe. That would be us. We didn't make it to the empty tomb. We didn't see the angels, didn't hear Jesus call us by name in the garden. We weren't in the upper room with the other disciples when they got to see Jesus. When we hear the gospel stories, we sometimes identify with the characters in them. And so are we like Peter, overcome by fears when things get tough? Or could we be strong like the women who stayed with Jesus no matter the cost? Maybe. But most of all, I think we're like Thomas. We have doubts. We want proof. Most of us long for accuracy in the stories about Jesus so that we can feel that we have that proof. If all of the witnesses are in agreement, well, then that must be exactly what happened. Some of us create that neat and tidy bundle in our heads that many of us only manage to produce a package that looks like it was wrapped by a small child, a package that definitely would not stand up to the rigors of the Postal Service. Yet we long for that neat and tidy package that will build our faith, help us believe when we're in a crisis, and keep us going over the long haul of discipleship. What we get from the Gospels are stories filled with conflicting accounts. Some people see only the empty tomb. Some see an angel or two. Some see Jesus. Some talk with Jesus. Some only recognize Jesus when he breaks the bread. Everyone seems to have been caught off guard by Jesus' resurrection. The disciples didn't seem to be able to capture their experience with any accuracy. They always seemed surprised by Jesus' sudden appearances. They seemed to struggle to deal with 
just what resurrection means and how it works. Yet Jesus comes to them in their fear, their confusion and their doubts, and he greets them. Peace be with you. He even makes a return visit the next week so that Thomas can experience the resurrection firsthand. It's important for us to remember that Jesus does not come to the disciples in a blaze of glory, surrounded by angels or accompanied by trumpet flourishes. Rather, he comes quietly, surprising the disciples. And perhaps most importantly, he comes with his wounds. The wounded Savior comes to his wounded disciples. He is not all neat and tidy. He still bears the marks of his suffering, the marks of his humanity. Even the resurrected body still shows the signs of his having dwelt among us and continuing to dwell among us. As human beings, we struggle to hide our woundedness, seeing it too often as a sign of weakness. Yet the risen Christ still bears the signs of his woundedness and comes to meet us and bring us his peace. His resurrection gives us hope that we will be healed and made whole. When the risen Lord came to the disciples in the upper room, he brought them his peace. And then he breathed his spirit on them and he commissioned them to live and to preach his message of love, forgiveness, and his peace. In the creation story, God molded Adam out of clay and breathed life into him. In the upper room, Jesus breathed the restoring life of God into the disciples, making them new people, and through them offering new life to the world. My friends, the very fact that we are here this morning, continuing to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, is testimony to the power of that spirit present in the disciples and in the church throughout the ages and in us today. This story isn't a vignette frozen in time in that upper room in Jerusalem. It is gospel. It is good news that transcends all time and all place. Whenever we practice forgiveness, whenever we overcome the power of death in its many forms, hatred, violence, indifference, oppression, the spirit of Christ is alive and well in us, and resurrection life is expressed again, here, now, in this time, in this place, 
among us. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord, the Lord is, is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.